Welcome to the Hibernian Tales, the Chris Dare Chronicles. I'm Eric. I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm basic. I'm basic. Blah, 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 blah. I am Hibbity Bibbity, and I don't know who I'm playing. Uh, I'm Mason. I'll be playing Isaac Brick Overhelm. I'm Christopher, and I'll be playing Chris Dare Silverman. Caitlin, and I'll be playing Lana Stormbreaker. All right, if I remember correctly, when we last left off, we left off with. Um, you guys collectively convincing Duke Skolin to let the entire prison go on Lana's ship. Was that a collective thing, or was that just that douchey cop? Don't judge anybody. <laughs> I mean, it was happened one way or another. It was just, yeah. Um, and now you guys were going to collectively, by collectively, I mean Lana was going to force you guys to play um, <laughs> Siege Besieged which is a game that her and her sister play off and on to prove who's the better strategist. Now, the anti-magic field has been dropped, and Lana has emitted a major illusion of the map of the area surrounding Monastain, which is one of the major dwarven cities to the south. Lana, would you care to explain the rules of Siege Besieged? Sure, because I've totally invented them. Totally. Um, You're inventing them right now. Yes. But I I didn't know if there was going to be any more introduction than that, or if we're just in. (laughs) I thought there was more that had to be done here, but okay. First off, you see, let's, let's get some things out in the open, shall we? That, before you get any bright ideas, let me let you know what's at stake here. Stakes are high. Stakes are always high. They're... They're fluid, shall we say. Now, you can, of course, choose to ignore everything I say and decide that you're just going to take a pot shot for funsies. But let me know what, let me let you know what's at stake here. See, I only need you all for one job. And one job only. After it's done, those of you, and she looks at uh, Isaac, those of you that, you know, were free ahead of this will... Be obviously not only compensated for your time at the same rate that you are currently being paid, I will find out what that is, but you will also get a bonus depending on your exemplary service during said job. And then those of you who righteously earned your freedom through this job will be compensated well enough and deposited somewhere of our choosing in a safe location with some minor supplies. Now, this test here, however, is to be put in place for the simple reason of I need two lieutenants for two separate yet equally important tasks to be completed during the course of this mission. The additional bonus that one of my lieutenants shall get is that when it comes down to where you shall be d- delivered, You shall get the choice for you and your crew. Again, people of your choosing at that point. You shall get to be deposited anywhere. Anywhere in the world of your choosing. And when I say anywhere, I I mean it can be Salash, it can be Solastarin, it can be the continent of Barbaros. I don't care. It can be anywhere. Because I have the means and the methods, and the ability to take you to anywhere across the globe. 
For more exacting details of how much you shall be compensated, those of you, you know, who already have your freedom and those who shall be given your freedom from this job, you shall be taken to my quartermaster after this little test. It's just a small test. Won't do you any harm. It's just a game. A game I'd like to call. A game that's so much fun. So much fun to be have fun if you have to know how. Uh, sorry, I've read too much Dr. Seuss lately. Um, lost my train of thought. But it's called Sieged Besieged. Now, two of you shall be the defending lieutenants of the city of Monastane, and then the other two of you shall be lieutenants on one of the ships and be in charge of a crew. A small crew, that's true, small crew, that you will have the choices of whether you are laying a trap for the enemy or trying to cause any other detriment to the enemy's forces that are incoming on other boats, or acting as a spy and relaying information to the other two lieutenants that are actively defending Monastain. It is your choice. It is a more, shall we say, flexible position. Now, some of what you will be judged on is how well you manage to defend your position, but also how well you might work together with your alternate Lieutenant, or if you just decide just to, to run your crew yourself, that's perfectly fine. And jank the other lieutenant. I don't care how you do it, just as long as you get me results. Now, dwarves, you shall be the defending lieutenants of Monastine. Mm. And Mr. Sorry, your name was uh, Isaac, yes. You and, and the elf shall uh, run the ship. And I shall supply some minor resistance to your efforts. And she starts creating more to the minor illusion at this point. I shall set some of this on autopilot so that I can go and retrieve my quartermaster here shortly. So that he can then, after you're done this little exhibition, go over the remaining details. Details, details of your job and compensation and all that. Oh! And in addition, because you shall be members of my crew, just so you know, if you should happen to be injured during your service, you shall be compensated the same as any of my crew would. For instance, if you lose your non-dominant hand, you get 50 gold. If you lose your dominant hand, you get 100, and so on and so forth. And should you die, a certain percentage of any of our... Reserve loot shall be delivered to a beneficiary, family member, or otherwise of your choosing. You shall determine before you step foot on my boat. Now, let us begin. Are there any questions? Sounds like an insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> you Which get actually is based guys. on a historical thing, is that they actually, some pirate ships actually did have... A rudimentary form of insurance. You guys are gonna get medical insurance, guys. You, <laughs> did you hear that? You guys got accidental death and dismemberment. <laughs> Trying to put the game through my head, basically. 
Okay, so from what I got, there are two defending lieutenants of Modestane, which is going to be the dwarves. Right. There are two other uh, lieutenants Attacking on ships lieutenants. in charge of a small crew. That's me and Christaire. Uh, we can, uh, basically we're going to be judged on results. And from what I understand, it's kind of, uh, uh, was, uh like, uh, by all means. So she said, you'll be judged on how you defend or teamwork, or you can screw each other and do it yourself. You know? So, uh, she doesn't really care. Just all I care. You're judged on results. So. Uh, we can choose to trap them or slow them. We can act as a spy. So do okay. So what I gather from that is, is if we want to leave one on the ship to command the crew, and the other one can do spy work, that is allowed, right? Correct. Okay. Cool. So that's that's the the basic. Uh, it's not as difficult as as it sounds. No. This is sounding like a weird version of capture the flag. Am I right in that? <laughs> way of things. It's, it's more of a game of kill the other lieutenants. <laughs> or dispatch, the, dispatch them, dispose of them. So, yeah. Yep, but it's you guys against Lana's automated strategy that she is putting in place. Gotcha. You guys aren't, like, you and Crater are not attacking Monastain. You're attacking incoming forces that are automated illusions. So where do the other dwarves come in? So the dwarves... If anyone gets to Monastain, that's where the dwarves do anything. You guys are stopping them from getting to the city in the first place. Okay, so we're the defenders then. We're working together. It's not literally we're working against them, them working against us. No, it's the four of you trying to beat Lana. Oh, okay. Now it's making sense. Okay, I thought it was us against the dwarves. I got you. Yeah, so too. Mm-mm. So, so uh, Lana is pulling some big baller shit and, and, and basically playing us without even caring. I'm going to go do whatever I feel like doing, and we're going to struggle against her magic. Cool. Yes. She's about to set this entire thing in motion, automate the piss out of it, and say, deuces, bitch. Okay, cool. So, you guys immediately see troop unit-like things in all of the cities on the map around Monastain. So you see a small force in Dimmold. You see a very large force occupying the Colrum mine. You see a fairly good-sized force of orc attackers coming from Dal Gindor. And you see a small detachment that has approached the Glittering Shores. And that the bottommost ship that is right there by the docks is actually an enemy ship. So you guys have the two ships up on the north of the map. They have one ship and a detachment in the Glittering Shores. Do you have any way of keeping track of all this? Yes, I do on um, on on my end. I was just going to draw it on whiteboard. Okay. Um, do you guys need to see it, or do you guys have it kind of down? Because I can draw well, on this map still. Yeah, could you? Okay, give me a second some way to symbolize the orcs and then the other peskiness that you were talking about. Lana, you set it up. I told them where the forces are. I, as the DM, will set up the map real quick. Um, so there are four attacking forces and they have to figure out how to take them out. Okay. Meanwhile, Lana, say goodbye. 
So we're in the waters and the dwarves are in Monastain, right? Correct. Okay. So, as clarification, dwarves are in Monastain and Brick and Christaire are on the ships. You are not enemies of each other, but enemies of my forces. It, it'll make sense once the game starts going. I'm assuming that you all are good with this, yes? This little test of sorts? I need your consent. You have my consent. So she just turns to get hopefully a nod from the the uh, dwarves. The dwarves grunt and nod. And mm-hmm. um, looks at Christaire. Christaire will nod as well. And then she turns to the duke. Now, as I must go and retrieve the contracts and the quartermaster for the subsequent stage of this finagling of sorts, of sorting out all... Apparently now four or five hundred people that I shall be taking charge of. Do you mind sitting and watching their little bat here of the game and let me know your opinion afterwards? I shouldn't be too long. The game shouldn't be too long. It it should only be a few moments. You you don't mind, do you, hun? He smiles and waves you off. Very good, very good. I'll be back in a moment. And she toddles off. Now that that's all taken care of and the stage is set, let me go ahead and alter this map for you. It's essentially kind of like a game of risk, right? So technically, yes, they're in the glittering shores, but I'm putting them at the the units actually at the dock. There is works right there. And we'll say that is so tiny. Yeah, I'll go there. What? What? That. There we go. And then Cora Mine. I'm actually going to put two there because those are a sizable force. And Glittering Shores was small. Dimmold was small. Okay, so just quick thing. Um, hmm? Are we saying that we've had a long rest? Your stats don't matter right now. But yes, you've had a long rest since you were at full health to start and then stay. So you're fine. Mm-hmm. But for this map, you're not worried about your own. Um, you're not worried about your HP. More in particular, uh, making sure all my spells. Oh yeah, because your spells are back. So yes. So you guys, the four of you, are in a room with the Duke. The Duke is just sitting there by himself, no guards, no nothing. There's this map. The dwarves immediately walk into the middle, and they walk to the city of Monastain. One faces towards the coal rem mines. The other faces towards um, Dimmold. Just so that they're like back to back, right? And they're just like, we've got the city. Bring them to us and we'll knock them out. So they're suggesting you guys just try to funnel everyone into them and they'll just kill them all. That's their part in the strategy. If you want that to be the strategy, you can make that the strategy. But you guys are smarter than them. They have negative to intelligence, so. <laughs> but they have a positive to balls. <laughs> I admire your courage, but I do not believe it would be the best result to just let you do all of the work. This is meant to test all of us, which means you must all play our part in some way or another. Before we start off, Christaire and... Brick, did you guys want to be on the same ship, different ships? Did you want to start off in the town of Dimmold? Because it is possible for you guys to be in that coastal town right there. Or did you want to start off down here by the um, shipyard? 
all of those are options for you to start. You can start off in the same spot or different. Well, let's get this. How much does our... Uh, and this, you won't hear this question from me very often, but how much does our character sheet play into this? Because I would imagine I'm going to be better as a spy. So, Your character sheet matters for your auxiliary stuff, right? So all of your what-you-can-dos essentially assume you have a unit worth of you. Okay. Um, now, your, your HP does not matter so much. Each of you have... 10 units in your individual unit. So, Chris Stare, if you are going to Dimmold, you have 10 people with you, and your unit can do things you can do. Chris Stare is going to find his way probably to the ship because he's going to want to feel close to the sea because of one, his blessings with Soraya, but two, his background is a sailor. Okay, so you're going to stay on the ship? And sea, sky, all of my cosmic druidic stuff. Also, question. So I have a new spell, a new reaction that I got with leveling up to eight called yes. Cosmic Omen. Yes. It sounds like it's something that's a passive, but at the same time, then it shows that it has a certain amount of uses. Okay. Does that mean after I use up mine that they can no longer use them? Or does that mean all 10 of us have that many uses? The 10 of you have that number of uses as you do. So if you have three uses, your unit can only use it three times. So I cannot use it 30. Correct. <laughs> your unit as a total can do what you can do. All right. Does that make sense? Yes. So I need okay. to roll a die for Cosmic Omen. Okay. What does it do? Well, give me a moment roll. Because it doesn't say what type of die. It just says even or odd. Okay. So Cosmic Omen goes by even or odd. Wheel or woe. Okay. I got a five. That's an odd. So woe. Whenever a creature you see within 30 feet of you is about to make an attack roll, a saving throw, or an ability check, you can use your reaction to roll d d6 and subtract the number rolled from the total. Okay. So why are you using that right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. The dice has to be rolled... <laughs> I'm sorry. After a long rest. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. So you can only use a wheel all day long. Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> that was okay. hilarious. I'm only why using are you one. using that right now? <laughs> That's why I'm... <laughs> I'm, uh, it's, I'm, not, it's, I'm not laughing at you, uh, Peric. I'm just laughing because I was thinking the same thing. He said exactly <laughs> what was... Eric, get out of my head. <laughs> now I just need to figure what level of beast I can use. Uh... Because you just gave me ten druids. Yeah. Well, ten druids with the abilities of one druid. Yes. Ten sharks. Yeah, it would be ten sharks, yes. They would all use that same ability. That's why you only have your one character sheet to use. Because all of them are doing it at the same time. So ten ice storm, level yes. four. Yes, but you're dealing with creatures the same level difficulty as you. Anywho, moving on. Chris, which boat are you? The north, the north or the middle boat? The north or the middle boat? So the top boat or the lower boat? Or the Correct. one with the bronze icon on it? The bronze icon is an enemy. I'll take the middle. You want the middle? Yes. Good deal. All right. Chris, how much HP do you have? 59. Okay. So grand total, your whole collective has 590. And Brick, where were you going to be? Um, so I have to start at one of the ships, right? <laughs> 
one of the ships you can be in either ship Dimmled or the Glittering Shores. Um, Somewhere on the coast. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm actually in the ship, not on the coast, right? I gotta get to the coast first. No, no. Your starting location can be any of those four. One of the four. One of the two ships. Oh. In Dimmled or in the Glittering Shores. Somewhere near yeah. the coast. Being a sky, Glittering Shores would probably make the most sense. Uh, why would Glittering Shores make more sense? Because you're a spy. Okay. You had mentioned something, something spy earlier, so that was why I recommended that one. Dimmled would make sense too because there's enemy forces there as well. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. So, um, yeah, so I'm thinking like guerrilla tactics and stuff like that. Okay, um, her, well, if he's in the middle, uh, her, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. So I'll go, uh, uh, Dimmled because they're actually in Dimmled. Well, well, no, you know what? Actually, I am going to go Glittering Shores because there's enemies close there, but they're not there. Okay. And that is Brick. How much HP do you have? 35. You have 35? Yeah. At level 8? Uh, Yeah, I take the average. Oh, you just take the average? I don't like having 1,000 HP, bro. No, no, <laughs> you're, you're fine. I just was surprised is all. I'm a level 8 rogue with 35 HP and only a 14 armor class. Yeah, that, that's totally an option. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not mad at it. I'm just, huh. <laughs> that's all. Alright, so Brick, you are red. And Christaire, you are red as well. The dwarves are in the city of Monastain. The city of Monastain has 1200 HP collectively. You lose Monastain. It's basically tower defense, but you guys are two pawns that are moving around. Um, the city will defend itself, so once it loses all 1,200 hit points, it is dead. And that's game over. Yes. And the well, enemy for wins. us. <laughs> the enemy wins and Lana wins. And the dwarves have to fail because they, they're shit for guards. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how this ends up going. This is just to be fun and have some fun with this. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I can, can I can I point out too? Let's try to use cardinal directions to make it a little easier for listeners. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and put up a set of cardinal directions. But going north of Monastain is uh, Piscoli, the city you guys are in right now. Okay. In actuality, so Piscoli's to the north. The Selmadan Swamp is to the south. And the road to Dunmanast is to the west. So, just so you guys have an idea, since you guys are actually looking at a map. Um, but I am going to put on a stamp on this map here for you to actually show you um, to show you guys north and south real quick. Do they have a kind of stronghold that we have to take, or we just gotta... You have the stronghold. Okay. So we just gotta eliminate. Yes. There's not any kind of win con for us. It's we have to eliminate them all. That's the only win con. Correct. All right, I'm following. All right, now, do you guys see the north and south here? Yep. All right, and then it's east and west as you would a normal cardinal direction. Yeah. Okay. All righty, moving on. Go ahead and roll initiatives. I rolled a 10. Okay. And I a 6. Good. Both of you go before the enemy. Wow. So it's going to go Brick, then Chris Dare, then, um, actually, you go before the enemy glittering shores. Hang on. Enemy and Dimmold has its own turn. 
the enemy in the coal ram mines has their own turn. I forgot to roll for everybody. I only rolled once. I rolled once for all enemy forces, which I could do, but I think it'll be more entertaining. And what about the other dwarves? The other dwarves are holding their turn until someone gets to them. They're not going anywhere. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. All right. And then the enemies on the ship, they have greater dexterity than us people in a city. So, all right. So I have my thing. It's two enemies, then brick, one enemy, then Christaire, then two enemies, then two enemies, then brick. Does that make sense? Sure. Yes. All right. So most of the enemies ended up clustered together anyway. But there is one right between you guys. Alrighty, so the enemies on the ship, they saw the other two enemy vessels, so they decided to head north, and they are now engaged in combat with Christair. They are going to fire their cannons at you. Um, Chris, your ship's AC is 18. Because that, what, isn't that your AC or no? That is my AC. Perfect, we'll just go with your AC is your group's AC. Uh, if you're attacking, your attack modifiers are their modifiers. So Got you're it. still going to use your stats. It's just a matter of we're looking at it as a larger picture. Yes. So they hit you with an 18. Hang on. Hang on. Mm-hmm. That's an attack roll. That's an enemy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can, I can use woe. Uh-huh. There we go. Put that woe up on that bitch. Put that woe up on that bitch. <laughs> Subtract three. <laughs> Throw some woes on that bitch. Subtract three. From my attack From roll? From your attack or... roll. So uh, you managed to take the wheel and just spin it and move it so that the cannons, I'm shooting, the cannonballs missed by like an inch. So total miss. Alrighty. Next up is the enemies over in Dolgendor. The ones for Dolgendor, they move a little closer. Let me actually move the enemy ship token up here to Christair. Next up is Brick. Okay. Uh, in typical roguey fashion. Um, uh, I, I'm assuming that uh, th- this acts like a board game, so everybody's aware of everyone's position. Okay. Yes. Can I hide? Can I sneak? Yes. Your group okay. can sneak, and it just means that the fake enemies can't see the, the real you. I got you. Okay, um, can I have, uh, you said I've got 350 people in my group? You have 350 health, you have 10 people. Okay, I'm gonna send, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna send two people, can I do that, can I split my group? Yeah, you sure can. Okay, I'm gonna send two people, uh, north. The, the plan is to, uh, start some kind of fire or something to make... Uh, to make it look like it's coming from Demald, not necessarily coming from Demald, but to w- worry the people closest to Glittering Shores about their allies in Demald. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A distraction. A yeah, distraction is the best word for it. No, I totally understand. Give me just a second to get Brick B created. So Brick B, you only sent two people. Yes. Yes. Okay. So they have 70 HP over here in Brick B, but you sent them into the mountains type of deal? Uh, yeah, basically. Uh, and not on the main road either. That's what I tried to do. Was They're not on the main road, but they're, head, they're taking like the B line straight for Dimmel. All right. 
So you sent a couple people over there. Um, and Chris Terry, you can technically use your dinghies to break up your own stuff if you choose to, but you don't have to. Um, alrighty, so Brick went and did that. They did see that, and they are currently distracted. So you have an advantage on any attack rolls you may make while they're distracted. So do we get actions, bonus actions, reactions, all that? Basically, yes, you get a movement of an action and a bonus action. They only took they took movement, um, but the other people in Brick A have movement as well, which they did not take. Um, so we don't. I don't have any interest in protecting glittering shores, right? Except for that, it's a key route to Monastane. Okay. Because if glittering shores gets taken, then it's literally a straight road. But then again, so it's dimmed, and it's already taken. Okay. Um. So if something happens to Glittering Shores, they'll have to head north towards Demald to get to Monastate, is that what you're saying? Correct. They have to follow the roads to get into the city. The green lines on the map are the roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we allowed to strategize between myself and my uh, my partner in the game, basically? Yes, as well as your allies in the um, in I'm Monastate. about to make some, uh, some bright, shiny distractions. And that's Chris Terry whispering that to Brick. So, um, do I only have advantage? Do I have his advantages only on this turn, or do I have advantage? Uh, well, I don't. They're distracted. So as long as they're distracted by that fire, yes. And the fire will rage for a d6 number of rounds. So six. So you've got six rounds that you have advantage for. Well, then, uh, for. Can I use a ready action to uh, use movement if they start to head uh, east and then north up up towards Demald? So basically, use use an action to follow. Like if they come towards Glittering Shores, then I'll stay where I'm at. But if they start heading north towards the fire, towards Demald, towards the mountains, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So you'll pinch them if they go north, or you will defend the city. You're gonna hold your action essentially. Yep, I'll follow them if they head the other direction, and I will uh, uh, hold, you know, defend the city if they come towards me. Perfect. And if they come, if they come towards me, then you know I'll have advantage to attack them. So. Okay. So that works. When you do make your action, we will um, take that into account. All right. It is now the people up in Dimold's turn. They cannot see the fire, so they're not interfered with it. But they are a small force. They know they, they will not make it into the city alive, so they're going to strategically wait. So they're holding their turn at the moment as well. Christaire! All right. Christaire is going to... So how big is their ship, let's say? Comparable size to you. What kind of coverage would I need if I wanted to cover the entire ship? What do you mean? Would five moonbeams and simultaneous points cover the entire ship? <laughs> sure. Don't forget, the ship also has cannons. And then also, the strength of the ship is a battering ram. You get one hit, but you have to be able to get your vessel at a 90 degree angle, and right now you are not. Right, so. That's a little bit more of a complex maneuver. Not that you can't do it, but it's just a complex maneuver that would take you out of their um, range and give them attack of opportunity on your way back in to ram them. Here is my plan. How many do I need to steer the ship? 
I'm guessing I need at least one, maybe two. You no, you you have a crew that already does your that steers your ship, and then I have ten of me. Yeah, the okay. ten of you is just if you're on on All the right. landmass, you're doing your movements. This is like riding a mount. The mount moves on its own if you need it to. Okay. First thing that is going to happen, the ship is going to start making its way away. So further north to do a turnaround and come back towards ramming. Okay. As that's happening, two fog clouds are being casted. Okay. To try and basically blur where I am to the enemy. Okay. So they will have disadvantage on their attack rolls. Because they're and getting an attack opportunity as you leave the, the quote-unquote melee. But as we're leaving, four of them are casting Moonbeam. Okay. At simultaneous points of the ship. Okay. So you've got movement, you've got attacks. Okay. What is the range of Moonbeam? It's 150 feet or so. It's, it's... 120. But, but yes. in this case, you're essentially attacking, dropping the fog cloud, and then leaving. That's the best way to do this, is drop that, then leave. Yes. That way to basically distract them from their opportunity attack, which I'm hoping that the moonbeam will catch the ship on fire, since it catches things on fire. <laughs> True. Okay, so let's go ahead and I'm going to take and allow you to do your moonbeam attack first. Okay, but first let me explain it as Chris Dare. Okay. First thing it's going to go off. Four moonbeams at the port, the starboard, the mast, and the helm of the ship. Then, two fog clouds as the ship then moves out of range to turn back around and into ramming position. You do not mess with the chosen of Soraya on the water. All right, roll that attack roll. The 17 plus 7, that's a 24. To hit with a moonbeam? Yep. Damn straight, motherfucker. All four hit. Roll that damage. So it says 2d10. Does that mean you're just going to multiply by 4? I'm adding a 0 at the end. Adding a 0 at the end. Got it. Well, no. Since it is only 4, yes, you're multiplying it by 4. I am so sorry. I thought all 10 were doing it for a second. Nope. Yeah, yeah that's right. Call that 15 on each. So subtract 60. And keep in mind that Moonbeam is continuous. Oh, yeah. As long as they're... So as soon as that ship comes back into play, they take another 2d10. Mm -hmm. It is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain and cause a con save. Yep. Now, by chance, does the uh, four moonbeams all going off give a bright effect over the water? Oh, yeah. No, the people over, over near Glittering Shore's dockyard are, uh, they're double distracted. Tiny. So they've been reduced on their hit points. Good deal. Great. Now, they get their attack opportunity against you. Well, that first one was garbage. The second one was better, but they had disadvantage, so they keep the first one, which is garbage. They <laughs> missed. They miss bad. <laughs> I got a three on that dice. All right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and move on. Next up is the guys over the Glittering Shores. Due to the double distraction in the north, they are going north. Meaning it is now Brick's turn. They have moved. And I presume you're going to follow? Sorry, I didn't realize I was moving. It's not my turn. I'm just taking my action, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to follow. Okay. Alrighty, so Brick A, you're staying a respectable distance. You have overtaken the dockyard and are defending the northern side of it at this point. 
Yay, you gained ground! Overtaking the dockyard. What was the last part? You guys gained ground on round one. Okay, cool. So, yay! Gained ground. <laughs> Alrighty, so, now it is the guys in the Colrem mine. They're both actually going to head north. After they move, they aren't doing anything else. So, next up is the ship. Start of the round, 2d10 per. Correct, Amundo. Roll that beautiful damage. And we're talking max damage, 20 per. So, 80. Although, they're not technically... On. Damage has been reduced. They are... They're, 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 they're not... They're doing okay. Their ship's still holding together fairly well, and they're going to continue pursuit. They're going to pursue you, moving out of the location of your moot beams. So you will not get this attack a second time. Keep in mind, moonbeam can also be moved every turn. But it can only be moved like 30 feet, yes? 60. 60? Well, these ships are moving at like 100 feet or more in a turn. Okay. So they're, they're be, moving... I just, I just misunderstood. We're, we're playing against... The number one rule is that the CPUs don't win. That doesn't mean that we don't play against each other, but... Correct. So you could sink Crystair's battleship if you wanted to. It's just normal. We beat them <laughs> more times than not. So. Alrighty, so next up is... Oh, they're gonna actually attack you. I'm sorry. They didn't actually finish their, their turn. They got up closer to you through the fog cloud. They're gonna attack you. If I don't so have a floor, the fog cloud is 120 feet and it followed me. Does it follow you? Okay, yes. they still have disadvantage then. Fucker. It's 120 feet and I dropped two of them. No, no, you're good. It's just 120 feet going out each direction. You dropped one on your left, one on your right. Yes. Alright, so there is that one, and there is that one. What was the DC on that? Oh, no, it was disadvantage, meaning they still had to hit you. And they missed. <laughs> Good strategic move there, Chris. Alrighty, next up is a brick. Alright, let's see. Um, uh, are they close enough that I can hit them from two from two sides, from both sides? Yeah, you can move both of your forces in on in this one turn and reunite your forces. Uh, well, uh, I was going to hit them uh, from the side. Uh, from the brick B, and then uh, hit them full force. Well, I guess I would have to be able. To, I would have to be able to do two attacks, though, right? Yeah. Well, no, you're fine. It's it's gonna end up being one attack. The damage will just be multiplied by ten instead of eight or two. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just in a guerrilla tactics mindset, but they're already distracted, so I already get sneak attacks. So yeah. I guess it really doesn't matter. So yeah, I'm gonna leave brick B in the mountains. Uh, okay. Close by, uh, but as close as possible without being seen. Okay. So, uh, and then I will use, uh, I will attack them from behind. Okie dokie. So what do I roll for damage, just like, just like uh, I normally would? You, you roll damage as normal, it's just we're then going to multiply it by 8. Okay, so I uh, am going to use short bow, so I'm going to attack them from range. Okay. Okay, so, alright, let's see, let's do this. Uh, and I have advantage to hit them, so I rolled a 14 plus 6 and an 8 plus 6, so a 20 to hit. Hits. And I uh, do d6 plus 3 plus 
There is, but I have 3d6, I think, for uh, 3d6 for a sneak attack. So I think it, I think at level 8, it's 4d6. Go with 4, that's fine. So okay. 5d6 plus 3. And we'll check it out later. Don't worry about it. 5d6 plus 3. Uh, it is 26. Um, 8 is 208. 208 damage. Very nice. And, uh... I don't think I have anything bonus action. Uh, well, uh, with the rest of my movement, if you'll allow me to, I will uh, retreat. I'm going to hit them and retreat, hit them and retreat. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly fine. So you're not all the way back. You're back at dock one, but they're up at dock two. So you went up, you wham, bam, bam, you ran back, and you fought pretty valiantly. I want to be close enough that... Uh, uh, I can use my bonus action to dash and get to them and hit them and back away. So, yeah, I you should are. be pretty close enough, right? You are. Okay, and they're still not aware of Brick B? No, that is except just for the fire. Best. Okay, yeah, and then... So they're aware of the fire, but they're not aware of Brick B. Correct. And for the listeners, uh, my main group is just south of them. On the main, We're all on the main road towards the mall. Uh, leaving Glittering Shores. I am just south of them, and I have a small defection just west of them uh, into the mountains, staying close by. All right, good deal. And next up is the troops in Dimmold. They see the fires going on on the ocean, and they are actually going to come try and help. So they make it all the way back to their coast, and they're boarding the little ship you see right there. So there's a little ship right there at Dock 6. And that ends their turn. And next up is Chris Dare. Bring on beautiful damage again. Alright, so they are now out of the range of the Moonbeam, so the Moonbeam's just going to cut off. Here's what's going to happen now. Chris Dare is going to have his crew full speed ram that ship right through the middle. And if there's anything left... The Christairs will be boarding upon collision. Well, four will board, including the actual Christair. So Christair plus four. Make sense? So half of them. Yes. Okay. Now, by chance, with my passive, did I see that there is others who are getting into a boat behind me and that I could possibly be pincered? Not yet. They're getting into such a small boat. All right. I order my crew full speed ahead to ram my enemy. And if the enemy still survives the ramming, myself and four of my wor- my soldiers will board the other ship. All right. Roll an attack to make sure that are aiming correctly. That would be a d20? Mm-hmm. What would you call that attack? Just do a dexterity, because they're steering, right? So it's the the ship's mobility. Got it. And that's a 17. Okay, it hits, barely. Their AC was 17. (laughs) Um, So you hit, and go ahead and roll a d12 worth of damage, and multiply that by 10. 60. 6 times 10? Yes. Okay. Actually, roll another d12. It's going to be 2d12. Got it. There we have four, so 40. So 100. 100 more damage. Okay, doke. So you ram it prematurely. The ship is still doing well. 
it's got a big old U in the side of it now, but now you guys can board without any problem. Just run. But now you guys are in melee combat. And I guess that's my only attack for the round, or are you going to allow Correct. melee attack as well? Nope. That was the whole shebang. Got it. Alrighty, next up is those gl- guys at the glittering shores. They have to roll a morale saving throw. Alright, so, Brick. Yes? Your, your guys in the mountains let you know that these forces here just broke up and ran away. There were only, like, two people left. In the, the glittering shores? Yeah. They, 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 they've disbanded. Perfect. So, boom. One unit, gone. Well, when you do a two-thirds of their damage in one go, they'll do that. <laughs> we look not dicks. Hey, it works. That's O-R, by the way. <laughs> Rawr! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's ooh-ooh-ah-ah uh, uh, tactics, by the way. Ah-ah, tookie-tookie. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Alright, alright. So after the Glittering Shores disbanding and their unit being 100% secure, so now the only thing that is stopping anyone from going to Glittering Shores is the fact that there are no troops anywhere near it. So the Glittering Shores, you can deem it safe. That entrance is safe for Monastic. And the dwarves at this point are cheering you on and congratulating you and, yeah, go! Now the people at the Colrum Mines... They are actually going to move closer. And now it's back to the ship. The ship invades and they start attacking. They got an 18 to hit you. Does that hit, Chris? It does. Alrighty. So now they're they're coming over. Now they're all armed with rapiers. So they're only doing a D8 times 10. However, well, D8 plus dex, of course. But they only do 30 damage. Okay. So. Are you keeping track of numbers, I'm guessing? Yes, I am. All right. They only do 30 damage. Not a big deal. Oh, wait. I mapped that backwards. I did 590 minus 30, and I got 530 somehow. <laughs> That's not minus 30. Anywho, moving on from my math fails. If I may ask, how many of the crew are left of the ship that I've been just pounding? Enough. It's the ship that's the problem. Like, the ship is down to half of its normal capacity. You've been pounding it, but you haven't been pounding it super hard, right? Um, the captain orders them to... Bri- now, some went on, and they they bo- did board you. So they can still do melee attack, even if they disband. And you have boarded them, so you can still do melee attacks if you choose to on them. Just be aware... You can do damage to yourself if you have crew on their ship and you and they leave. Okay? So they are going to disengage and well not proper disengagement, but they're going to leave and go and move south. Go ahead and uh take your opportunity attack there, Chris. Alright, so they left, but my crew are still on that ship. Yes, you still have crew on that ship, they still have crew on your ship. You can fire cannon if you choose. That is an option. Instead of using spells. I am going to fire a cannon. Okie dokie. I'm going to try and really try and hit the hull of the ship rather than actually aiming for where, you know, for up top. Or like the mast or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Basically the safest point that, you know, my crew will swim if they need to. Mm -hmm. You said add decks, right? 
Yes. That's a 21. 21 to hit? Yep. Yep. What's the damage right. die? So, damage on a um, cannon varies wildly. So, it's a d20. Oh my. Okay. And of course, times 10, but... That's a Earth. nat 20. Nat That's 20? 200. Holy shit. You hit the right spot, right? Now, they have I to do exactly a... I did exactly what I wanted to, didn't I? Kind of. So they have to make a constitution saving throw or they're sinking. One last question. Go ahead. If they're demoralized and they try to break up, can I convert some of them to my crew and get more people? Not more people, no. Because you can convert them to your crew, yes. But it doesn't add to your Crystary unit. It would add to the ship, which can operate on its own anyway, if it chooses to. Okay. So you use it to replace those lost in the fight. Um, yes. With this ship, if you want to. But that's neither here nor there. So what is your save DC for a spell? My save DC is a 15. Okay. Based However, on this... Go ahead. I am using Woe, and I'm going to roll a d6, and they're going to have to minus that from whatever roll that you're having them roll. I'm rolling a saving throw. Yep. Okie doke. That's a minus 6. Well, they only rolled a 13, so you wasted that one, <laughs> but, you know, that is what it is, so my, that 13 minus 6 is 7, so they are going down, and they are starting to sink. They will sink in 1d4 rounds. Hopefully, that gives your crew enough time to get off. As that happens, can I have a bonus action to call my crew back? So basically tell my crew to start swimming for our ship. You can. So. Okay, so they do receive the message. They're actually going to try and get the... Um, they're going to try and actually use the boats to get there, not swim first. Right. Because you're not in shallow water. <laughs> it's not super deep. It's not middle of the ocean, but it's not shallow. No, of course. Yeah, right. They don't want to run into <laughs> sharks. I mean, we are a bunch of druids. We could literally become sharks. <laughs> yes. Those five, not to mention the other people from the ship who are not. They are just pirates. And now I just want to say this. Has the morale broken of the crew that are on my ship? They're watching their ship start sinking. They've already converted. <laughs> <laughs> so, the ship and, will and sink. And with that, Chris Terre is going to say, that's what you get for messing with Soraya. Now, yo-ho-ho and a bottle of wine. <laughs> Had to go Elvin there at the end bottle of wine. I wanted to think of a more like fantasy liquor, but I just not, I did not want to say rum. Well, you threw me off. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Alright, so first, now... Go ahead. First, I thought it was going to be a cliffhanger. He said, yo-ho-ho ho, and a bottle of... and like every fiber of me was going, rum, 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 and you went, wine. And I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, go ahead. I was thinking the same thing over here, Mason. All right, so next up is the uh, forces out of Dol Gindor, and they are just going to continue to move well, eventually there. <laughs> All righty, so they, they moved a day's worth of their journey, blah, blah, blah. Because each of these rounds is the equivalent of a 
simulated simulation day, right? So, all right. Next up is brick. Glittering shores <laughs> is safe. Okay, so um, are uh, are the is the group from that is coming from Damal still heading uh, south, or yes, have they? they... Move. Oh, so they're at the docks, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and Chris, I, can I tell where if, from where I'm at that Chris is handling himself? Oh yeah. Okay. You see the other ship, and it's got a big old hole blasted in the middle of it. Okay. Here's what I'm hoping for. I'm gonna take a bit. Of, I'm gonna gamble a little bit. I am hoping that uh, the ones from Damal are either heading towards the fire or to go help the ones out in the water. I'm hoping that they have other plans. So, um, I'm going to start making my way, try to get east of Monastane. Try, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, uh, but I'm going to try and see if I can't beat the the groups that are east of, of there. Oh, man, there is, you have to go through Monastane to get to certain places, huh? Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Alright, well, I suppose I'm going to have Brick A dash towards Demald. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, because I have to go through Monastane anyway. Uh, I'll go through uh, Glittering Shores. I'm going to have Brick B just head straight towards Monastane. I'm going to assume that Brick B is going to be moving slower. So I'll leave Brick A on the main road towards Monastane, and I'm going to leave Brick A in the mountains heading straight there. So... I'm going to head south on the main road with Brick A and head east uh, with uh, Brick B straight towards Monastania. And they will because it's rough terrain. They can only move so fast. Okay. They are going to move slower. Yes. Uh, I am going to dash. Hang on. All right. So you were having those guys head back east and Brick A headed back on the main road to the southeast back to Glittering Shores, correct? Yeah, and I suppose I might as well take the dodge action. So. And that'll be my turn. Alrighty, fabulous, fabulous. It is now the dim old people. They are going to board this ship, and they are headed due south along the coast. Chris Dare, they came into range, just so you know now. As in cannon range? Uh, traveling and or cannon range, yes. You can get to them the rest of the way to actually attack them. But they're, they're staying at, just outside of what they assume cannon range is. So... You may have to move a little bit, but not a whole lot. And you said this is a smaller ship? Yes. Now, you said I already used my one ram, though, so I can't ram him again. Correct. Okay. All right. So, it's your turn, Chris Terre. I'm going to send my crew. Now, I'm guessing I have all my crew back, right? Or not uh, yet? No, your crew's not back yet. They're working on getting there. They're not off of the ship yet. They'll be off at the end of your turn. Because they're acting on the same turn you are. So they're getting off and they're moving back towards you. There is a small dinghy there, though. Oh, yeah. They, they found a ship. They're able to get off and head towards you on a rowboat. Okay. I move my ship into cannon range and fire. Okay. Attack. Will be a 12. Ooh, that's a miss. Bonus action. Okay. Transform the whole boat into a shark. Um, jump, jump, jump. Hit it. <laughs> no. I wish I could. Yeah, I know, right? Bonus action um, is um, intimidation. I sunk your comrades 
And now you are alone. Join me and live. Fight me and die. Okay. Something dark side. <laughs> something, something dead crew. <laughs> Alright, roll out your intimidation. <laughs> Call that a nat 20 minus 1. Holy shit, they got a nat 20 as well. <laughs> it's the roll of the nat 20s. Oh, that's okay. Your words acknowledged to them that their other ship is sunk, so they are now immediately going to start. They point their boat back in the direction of shore and move just out of cannon range again. It's only like a, that bonus action five-foot step type of deal. Huh? Next up is the Colrum Mine. They are actually going to hold their turn until their buddies from Dolgendor get there. The ship takes on more water, continuing its venture in sinking. The Dolgendor people arrive to meet up with their Colrum Mine buddies. And now there's a large band of orcs. So now it is four units to do with what they need to do. And each of those units has their own HP. And they can, of course, be attacked as a big collective group on their own as well if they choose to. Seeing this, the dwarves decide to set up a preliminary checkpoint and reinforce and head out and create up a defensive position outside of town. Now, that defensive position has its own HP and all that shit, too. Oh, yeah. Slow them down. Let me get around the other side. (laughs) That's... They see what you're trying to do, and they're trying to support you in that. However, to do so, one of the brothers had to leave. So, now Monastane has a lower total hit points, but they have that outpost to defend them so that the entire city is not being attacked all at the same time. So, Still strategic, it just is not necessarily beneficial or non-beneficial. It is just what it is. All right. So now you've got a large army amassing in the southeast of Monastain. There's a defensive position between that large army and Monastain. The Dimmled crew is approaching shore. Christaire is still on a boat, kicking some fucking ass, I'll tell you what. And the enemy ship is basically sunk. They will be sunk at the beginning of their next round when they take on water. Chris, your other part of you will be back at the beginning of your next turn. Let's go ahead and it was Dolgendor's turn and now it is Brick. Let's see. So... If you want to follow the road with your main group, I will let you get to this key intersection between the Glittering Shores and the Selmadan Swamp with both of your troops if all you're going to do is move. And reunite the brick forces. Um, if not, you can do what you want. I just am offering you a hastened pace on both groups. If all you're going to do is use your action, your move action, and your bonus action to just move and dash and get the fuck where they got to go. Well, I'm trying to find a way to sneak up behind the large army so that I can catch them off guard. If I, if I can sneak up behind them, I get surprised. And if I get surprised, I get sneak attack. So, you know, roguey, roguey, roguey. Your best bet might be to go to that intersection, let them move, swoop around behind them, and come in from the backside of that road. Or flank them on either side. And while they're dealing with the defensive position, flank them and just attack. That might be your best bet. So not necessarily from behind, but just uh, come at them from from the mountain, from the coastline, from the not the coastline, but... 
from the mountains so that they're stuck on the road and you're in the, you've got the high ground and you're in the mountains and they can't see you. Right. Giving you all the advantage in the world. Uh, if I'm close enough to the uh, defensive position, I can, I can use the help action on them. I do have a ranged help action. I just remembered that. So. Yep. If you get to that intersection, your next turn, you could do that if you choose to. But right now, I think your key point is movement right now. I think that's the only move you have, which is why I'm offering you that extended movement and reunification of your forces. Yeah, so the the uh, uh, intersection just bo- just south of uh, Monastery. Right. Yep, I'll take it. And that'll be my, and I'll take the dodge action, and that'll be my third. So you've got Brick A and Brick B, and you're rejoining forces, at least at the moment. And you are back to your full 350 out of 350. So Brick is a reunified. Chris Stare, you are the only one on the coast at this point, but you have the dim old crew still alive over there now the dimmled crew they get over here they do head for that shore they head for the dock specifically they see that ship taking its final sink and that entire crew uses that opportunity to gtfo because that they are on a ship it wasn't necessarily their ship but now they have no forces anymore so they're gonna fucking get foe they know a lost fight when they see one and they are not dumb <laughs> they broke ranks. So now, Christair, you own the seas, and without getting to Monastain to reinforce them, there's not much for Christair to do aside from move that I can see. Unless you want to pursue the Dimmold crew, which is technically an option. I think you can die happy because you just said you own the seas. <laughs> Samaya be praised. Right? <laughs> we still must, of course, defeat the main force at Monastane. So I am going to dock my ship and march towards Dimold and over. All right. So dock my ship in the northwestern city of Dimold and make my way yep. southeast to Monastane. So all you can do right now is you can get to the dock and start disembarking. Do I have my full crew? You got your full crew. You move to the north to the dock six up there. And then you're going to start on your next turn, get to Dimold, and then from Dimold, get to Monastane. So it's going to take you two turns to get all the way into Monastane. What if I basically double action dash? Right now, you can't. If you double action dash, I will let you get all the way to Monastane next turn. I will be doing how that. Do you, how do you double action? Now, what is it's, that? It's action dash, and then the bonus action. It's the same thing you just did. Oh, how does he have bonus action dash? That's a good question, Chris. Or are you saying use the dash action? More saying use the dash action. Uh, oh. Don't know whether or not I have dash. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. You could dash. The question is, can you do it as a bonus action? Unless yeah, you're a rogue, was, you can't. Yeah, so you get, well, there might be a subclass out there somewhere that lets you do it, but yeah. without having one of those obscure references. So, yeah. yes, same point. I will still let you do that. Um, all the way to Monastain on a on a dash action. If that is all you are doing, you cannot do anything else, and you will arrive essentially in a full twenty four hour period. Your your group will have fatigue because you're force marching them overnight type of deal. Even though technically I don't, my crew, if they're ten of me, they're elves and have trance, don't need to sleep. They have to have their four hour trance though. And they cannot walk while transing. No, 
and they still suffer fatigue the same way as everybody else. They're not immune to fatigue from forced march. Understandable. Okay. I'm understanding my point now. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I just wanted to make sure and clarify what was up. All right. So if you could force march your crew from the dock to Monastane on the next turn, if you do nothing else. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yep. No problem. All right. So next up is the ship. The ship finally sinks. Boom. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now it is you versus Dog and Door. Now that force is not a weak force. <laughs> you can see by the number of dots. Now, because there are four separate units, each one is not getting its own everything. They will kind of work together unless we do like I did with the brick split up, but I'm not doing that. So actually I will. I take that back. I'm a liar. Call me a liar. It's fine. They're going to send one of their forces in to check that defenses of the defense. And they're actually going to attack. Now, being that they are defensive in nature, attacks do have disadvantage because they are basically taking the dodge action unless they're taking another action. And they have a high ass AC if we can get past a 21. A crit fail says no. I don't care that it was on my first roll. You try rolling lower than a crit one. <laughs> So that first attack did nothing. I do have to roll initiative for the defensive structure now. And the defensive structure goes immediately after them. Fuck yes. The defensive structure starts firing their ballista. Also missing. The bad part is, and no one realized it, is they were attacking in the middle of the night without fires. Relying only on dark visions, and the dark visions failed them. <laughs> so. Brick, your turn. Okay, let's see. Tisk tisk. Um, you know what? Uh, while they're split up, I'm gonna move through the mountains and uh, use uh surprise and uh, hide advantage to get advantage to hit that one right there by the by the defenses. Okay, okay. Uh, firstly, I'm going to use my ranged bonus action help. To can I help the defenses? Is like mm -hmm. okay, yeah. Can I, so, okay, you're, yeah. You're so give them advantage on their attacks, essentially, right? Uh, on um, yeah, I think it's uh, is it just attacks? Yeah, I'll look that up while I'm doing the rest of my turn. So advantage of the next ability check it performs to. So it's just an ability check. A check. So that oh. actually turns out to not be near as helpful as I thought it would much. be. Which is why I'm saying I'll let you grant advantage to them on their attacks. Okay. That's all we're really doing is attacking on this in this case. Sure. Okay. Cool. Um. Uh. Do, do, do that. Yeah. I'll use my action to attack, and I have advantage to do so, and I'm gonna need it apparently. So seventeen and thirteen. So. So seventeen and a thirteen. Yep. All right. You actually hit barely. Oh. Okay, cool. <laughs> I thought I had to. I thought I had to roll a twenty-one, but okay. No, the twenty-one is if you're attacking the defenses. Oh, okay, cool. The gotcha. defensive structure. Cool. All right then. So, uh, and I get my sneak attack. Yep. Uh, Eighteen, and then times ten this time, right? Right. So that's obviously one hundred eighty. Beautiful. Um. Yeah, that's bonus action help. Uh, that's movement. Uh, do I have enough movement to get back out of sight? 
um, from where you're attacking, you're in the mountains. They can't see you. Okay, cool. You, you're, you guys are essentially using um, duck and cover tactics. So you're okay, yeah. hiding behind rocks and boulders and wah, wah. Okay, so is the defensive structure, is it, so it is capable of attacking, right? Yes. <clears throat> it, it's essentially, think of like an actual barricade wall, right? You can still, they can get shots around it. It's got defensive capabilities, but it's also heavily fortified. So it's got ballista and defensive walls and all kinds of shit. Now, it was built together pretty quick, which is why it was in a full 25, but it was dwarves, and they can throw shit up real fast and make it real good. All right. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to hold position until Christaire gets a little closer. Okay. Christaire, your turn. Christaire is going to move his forces to Dimold. Okay. Not force marching. But it's not going to force march to Monastane because it's better that they arrive ready to fight rather than fatigue. In Dimmold, they're treated with a hero's welcome, blah, blah, blah. And they're actually going to heal you up because they were occupied for so long and you only have 30 hit points. So they gave you three. They gave you a good hearty meal. Uh, now, because you're back at full, it is now the enemy's turn. They're still waiting to hear about the defenses in the back. So the, ma- the force that's actually up there is going to roll its attack check. Not a 21. They're just breaking against this wall. And now the... But you do notice a small detachment of them, like maybe 10 people, run back to the other group. But they can't move for anything like that yet because they're using their movement to get back to them in the first place. And like I said, they're using their actions and all of that as a singular unit. Now the defensive structure gets an attack. They hit the enemy's defenses. Not the enemy defenses, the enemies. And they are using Ballista. Ballista are less powerful than a cannon. So they deal 60 damage. Next up is going to be Brick. So I guess uh, it's going to be more of, I guess it's going to be more of the same if you're allowing me to just kind of are you, are you, do I have surprise again, I guess? You still have surprise. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, so it's more of the same, I suppose. So I'll roll uh, to hit with advantage. Do, 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 do. That's a 10 plus 6 and a 12 plus 6. So an 18. 18 hits, correct? Yeah. Okay, and this time it's uh, 19 times 10 is 190. Woohoo! Hells yes. And I suppose I will, uh, I will give them uh, the help action. There's a bonus action from range. Actually, as you fired that last volley in and just loaded these guys with arrows, they're gone. You kill all of them except for that group that ran away. So, and done. You killed every motherfucker who was laying there. Sounds about right. (laughs) Next up is Chris Dare. My force marches into Monastane. Alrighty, marching on into Monastane. If you stay there, you provide Monastane with your additional hit points. You'll be on just the outside of whatever attack they're doing, and you will take damage before Monastane. So you're acting like Mm. HP. That's pretty cool. Makes sense? Understood. Alright, so if you stay there, they get that bonus. If you leave, it is what it is. 
Next up is the enemy out of Dol Gindor. That force arrives back at them. They now know that there are enemy archers on the left, so you will not get your surprise anymore. But they know the enemy archers are there, so they are going to take appropriate actions. But this time they're bringing two forces in on the road, keeping one force enough in the rear to be out of range, but they're close enough. Now, when you target an enemy, I need you to let me know whether you are targeting the front or the rear. Okay. Um, front has a certain HP, and the rear has different. Um, and the front also came with all of their siege engineering that they have, so their AC is also higher up than the rear. Given all of this, the enemy moves in, and they make the first strike, and they are going to take and actually try and use battering rams to batter down this defensive structure and knock it down to try and get through. They actually successfully hit. They do 120 damage to the defensive structure. Because there's two units there, they do get two attacks on their action. So they're going to do it again. And they hit again for another 140. It just took a pretty good battering in one go. The wall's still standing. It still looks in good shape. But a couple more good rounds like that, and it it's toast. All right, Brick. This time the enemy knows you're there, so you do not get your surprise. Okay. From your current position. So if I was going to retreat and head uh, east, southeast. And attack the rear group, yes, you would get your advantage again. Okay. Do I have enough movement to get to the uh, the main road behind them to the east and come up behind them on the main road and get advantage? Yes, yes you will. All right, that's what I'm going to do. All right, so you're going to fall in line behind them. All right, go ahead and make your attack, if you choose to attack. Uh, yep, that's what I'm going to do. Let's see. Ooh, three plus a six, that's only a nine. Oh, and a five. Oh, rolled an 11 to hit. Mm, miss. Gnarly. Advantage, you have failed me. <laughs> Brick's first miss. Right? Um... Okay, do I have enough movement to retreat, or am I stuck where I'm at? Your forces kind of get cover. They can't retreat, retreat, but they can kind of scatter a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, okay, then try to decide if I want to use my movement to dash or to dodge. And I think I'm going to uh, dash. I'm going to head uh, north up the main road there and into the, uh, up to that little creek right there, yeah, the little, the little crook in the road right there, and, uh, then, uh, west into the mountains. So basically I'm doing the, the same thing to the, to, to the top rank, the north rank, as I was to the, the south rank on the previous two turns. That was what I thought you would do. It's just, and you turn, bitches! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. And I managed to squeeze in an attack. I missed, but I managed to squeeze in an attack. So, yeah, that would be my turn. Nice, nice. By the way, you're actually getting applause from the Duke for these uh, strategic maneuvers that Brick is doing. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ah, uh-uh, ah, bitch. <laughs> hey, you know what? If it's working, it's working. Right. Alrighty. Chris Dare, you are currently positioned in Monastain, providing additional defenses. Chris Dare is going to split his force and send half of the 10, so five, to help reinforce the barricade. Okay, so that will drop you in the city to 240, 
No. 295. And then since that's the move, can I also have them cast a spell as soon as they get there? Yep. Give me just a second. All right. All right. So go ahead and do that. All right. Now, as my force arrives, there is going to be a casting of one, casting fog once again over the force. Okay. And then ice storm by the other four. Okay. All of them picking different points. Of course. You're trying to damage as many people as possible. That that part's totally fine. It that makes perfect sense. Like I said with uh, Brick, he was using volley techniques with his archers. So Yes. You're attacking as many people as possible, which is why you do as much damage as you do. That is correct. It is so. a 20-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder. Each creature in the cylinder must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, so dexterity save. Against a 15? Correct. The whole group fails. 2d8 bludgeoning, 46 cold. Roll that beautiful bean footage times four. The 2d8 is seven. And the other. And the other is 15. So 60 and 28. 88. I was about to say, just add it together. Let's do this. 88 total. 88 damage. And the hailstorm turns the storm's area of effect into difficult terrain until the end of the next turn. Okay, but key point is you did that damage. Okay. That is correct. The difficult terrain's not going to bother them because they're, they aren't moving, right? They're just... They're in melee range, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't bother them too horribly much. There is some damage taken, but beyond that, not much else is done. And they do have that disadvantage from that fog cloud. Let's see here. The enemy's turn. They're going to attack the Monastane Gate. Not the Monastane Gates. The um, the defensive structure. Yes, I know. Disadvantage. Both of their attacks missed. Now, the defensive structure. The Fog Cloud. Do allied units get advantage to attack anything in the Fog Cloud or no? I'm pretty sure that is not the case. It's It just creates a fog. A magical fog. So I think it's... I think they're going to have disadvantage to hit... I know it the does enemy say has at a point it. that I choose, so I can put it so that it only affects the forces and not the barricade. Well, no, you it's... Can, but did you? It, no, it's not just that. It's more about when you fire into a fog, you can't see what's going on in the fog. So you can't see the enemies either, which is what I was trying to rationalize. Mm-hmm. It lasts for the duration or until a wind of moderate or greater speed disperses it. Yeah. Or until you drop the spell, which you can do as a free action at any time. Uh, cloud 5e. I need to read the exact. Pretty sure it just creates a fog and it works like fog. Everything is lightly obscured. Oh, yeah. It te- it, it's heavily obscured. I'm only giving yeah. the um, the negative to hit it because of the... Um, I was only doing it because of the ranged fact. The melees technically would not have gotten it, but I'll fix that next turn, not this turn. So, ranged in and out is going to have a problem. Melee in and out will not have a problem. Makes sense? Sound fair? Yep. Um, sure. Okay. I just wanted to make sure it sounded fair before we moved on. Now, Chris Dare, again, you can drop this now that the enemy's turn is over if you choose. But otherwise, these defense forces are going to have a disadvantage to hit. Three, two... One. Drop it. 
<laughs> Beautiful timing. That's a DM power move right there. I'm taking notes. That is a power move, dude. Because I was like, and it, I was about to say three, two, one, and it's still up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That was beautiful. All right, so they don't get their disadvantage. That's awesome. But they hit, which is even better. They hit with their ballista. They deal 120 damage. Beautiful, beautiful. Right, just updating my HP counters. Beautiful. The defensive units just went. They did pretty fucking good damage. So now, Brick, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, anybody want to take bets on what I'm going to do next? Uh, attack, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, let's hope I do a little, Yeah, 16 plus 6 is a 22, and then a 19 plus 6 is a 25. You hit with both. Um, well, it's one attack. It was just I with know. advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Both would hit. Why I rephrased it. Just clarifying. Uh, but I rolled kind of low damage, so I rolled 15 times 10 is 150. Okay. You did sneak attack, yeah? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You rolled real low. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, three, two, two, two. One plus four <laughs> or three or whatever. Yeah, no, you ruled trash. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, bonus action help to the offensive structure. Yep. The fortification, you called it something cooler. Def- just defensive structures, all I'm using. Okay. Yep. So, anyway, that's my turn. Next up is going to be Chris Stair. I am going to have the four cast moonbeam second level at the enemy is second level the highest you can go a second level moonbeam a moonbeam was a second level so it's a third level so the highest i guess i could go is i could cast it as a fourth level but i'm trying to save the fourth level spell for you know hail mary this may as well be your hail mary just assume this is like your second to last turn you'll get only one more attack after this eric is saying finish this please yes <laughs> Third level Moonbeam. Okay. Which is casting at fourth level spell. Okay, so you're going to cast a fourth level Moonbeam. Okay. Need to make a con save. Okie dokie. Well, they're orcs, so orcs are not terrible at this. Well, they crit. So, yeah, they pass. Do your half damage. Right, that is going to be 4d10. Roll max damage. Roll max damage. Roll max, roll max, roll max. <laughs> 14. <laughs> it's That's 110. Okay. Uh-oh. That's 19. Uh-oh. 19. 17. 26. And 18. Like a boss. So we got a 7, 8, 9, and 10. 32. So 320. Yep. Alrighty. You destroyed 90% of their siege artillery. And the forces that are remaining actually start running. All three of you guys here are going to get an attack of opportunity as these forces route. As I do that, can I just move the Moonbeam and just have Moonbeam hit him again? Yeah, that's fine. I'm just going to do that. So it's going to be... Another 40-10. Hang on. Before we get to you, the Ballistas are going to fire. They're going to pierce some bitches and do... Whoa. 100 damage themselves. Now, Brick... I'm going to let you go and do more than two. I, I rolled a 25 to hit and a 12 to hit for 270 damage. Beautiful. All right. You hit them and some of their some of their buddies in the back for some damage. Now, Chris, 
The only people left are the guys in the far rear. So you physically, this is why I said moving your moonbeam, we're going to wait, right? Because it took mm-hmm. your moonbeam some time to follow these guys. And you realize the only guys left are the guys in the far back. You slide that moonbeam all the way back. <laughs> all four of those moonbeams that you guys used merged into one and just decimate the enemies that are left. And that's 28 times four for damage. Yeah, no, they only had 150. You're good. Uh-huh. 30 times four is 120. Yes, they still have HP left, but those bitches are running. Those other 30 are done. So you're good. Everyone is running. The illusion closes. The Duke congratulates you guys, and the Quartermaster pops in. The Duke leaves, and the Quartermaster takes over. This Quartermaster is a half-goblin, half-orc. So it's a tall goblin, still retaining many goblinoid features, but is a stockier build. So he stands about four foot five, a good foot above most other goblins, foot and a half sometimes, and is a little a little bit beefier and just stands there, thumbs in his belt. I presume it was a good show. Was it not? Yeah, absolutely. That was a ton of fun. Yes. It's been a while since I've had my mind tested that much. Siege be siege is much fun, but takes special kind of magic Je to create. <laughs> takes special kind of magic to create. Is is also how we promote to captain. Must beat another captain in siege be siege. Congratulations. You are not captain. <laughs> Thank you. However, the game is no problem for those with good mind. And he touches his temple a couple of times. You and you. He points to Brick and one of the dwarves. The dwarf who went out and actually did the defensive structure. You two are captain. Not captain rank. No, no, no. The lieutenants that Lana require. You two. You others, you did good job. They did better. You, you two and you two. And points to Kirstair and the other dwarf. You four, come with, come with me. We get you armored. As he like tightens his belt and like puffs out his chest a little bit to show we're going to get you guys armor and Doing a little bit of show and tell with it. He speaks with his body a little bit. We get you armored up and we get you moved to the ship a day early. Everyone else will report there tomorrow. You guys report now. So you are the trusted lieutenant, as is the dwarf that did the defenses. Because she said she was going to promote two of you. Right. Do you have a name for the dwarf? Uh, I did last time, which is why I did not say it this time because I forgot what it was. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just let me know. Yep, put defense dwarf right now. Okay. Alright, so you guys are getting escorted through the town hall. As you guys go up those stairs, you guys come out to a giant war room where there's actually a map of Monastain on top at this moment. Underneath, you can tell because it's slightly askew, you see a map of the region surrounding Piscoli. And that's just as a glance as you're walking past. This is on a large, like, 20-foot by 20-foot table. So these are giant maps. You guys get escorted right out. You go past the Duke, past Lady Drashani, who is talking to the Duke and Madame Dresk, both in the hallways. And you guys are escorted right out the front doors of Town Hall. And you are taken 
down to the Goblin Docks in New Haven, where they are actively right in the very front on the left-hand side of where you're being entered into. They're actively building a new house. And across the street, they're tearing down that house to help build that house. And as you go through, you see other houses being torn down and others being built up with what looks to be the same material. Now, their materials that they use, they use woods based on what you would use for ships. So you smell this odd scent of turpentine and like you feel like you're in a boat by being in the goblin docks. So basically pine tar. Yeah. You smell pitch and pine tar, turpentine, the whole nine yards. You smell all of that. As you guys are being escorted through here, you guys also see rare and exotic creatures of all kinds that you guys know because you guys have walked across this continent at least once. These creatures are not from Alara. So there are things out there that are on these goblin docks that are being sold that are not at all from this continent. So when she said she could drop you off anywhere in the world, she wasn't lying. And they bring you to a little dinghy where there is a goblin, a full goblin, a tiny little runt, sitting there with a little book in his hand, opens it up, looks at the quartermaster and says, Welcome back. Names? He's asking you guys for your names. He writes down the two dwarves who respond with their names. And you? Mr. Silvermoon. Mr. Silvermoon. Okay. And you? Points right at you, Brick. Isaac Brick Overhelm at your service. I dash Brick dash Overhelm. Okay, got it. Thank you. Hop aboard. We'll take you over. It would be my pleasure. All five of you get in there and you guys get rowed. Sounds dirty. Christair, I need you to roll a perception check. I swear if you're about to do what I think you're about to do, you're going to have words. Colvin, 18 without mods. You see your old ship. Your last ship. The ship the naked goblin threw you off of, and you were supposedly the only survivor. What was the name of that ship? Do you remember? I don't remember if we named that one, but the ship that we named was the Kariah. But I think that was the first ship I had the goblin issue with. It, it was. That was the first ship. This is not that ship. This is the second ship. I don't know if we named this one. Okay. No worries. But this is the second ship that you experienced in your past. This was the Lagosan ship. Yes. It's still in impeccable condition. She's got a few more miles on her. But her condition is exquisite. Now, the two ships next to it are goblin design. But all three are flying the Stormbreaker banner. While since I've seen that ship. No, you've seen him before? He's a good ship. Christera looks over at the goblin. I was its original first mate. Oh, cool. We thought he died. The captain's still on board. At that point, Christera has a nice big fist. Yeah, they've rowed to the side. And there's a rope ladder headed up to the top deck. And he points up and says... Climb! The dwarves climb it with relative ease. No problem. Do you two go ahead and do that? Christair is climbing it and grumbling at the same time. Muttering something that others don't hear. That's okay. And Brick. Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. You guys all climb. You guys get to the top of the vessel. You guys are on top of this ship. By the way, the sun is out. And it is the middle of the day. I forgot to mention that in the very beginning. It's the middle of the day when you guys get brought out. First time either of you have seen the sun in a couple of days. 
It's been a while. Yeah. Congratulations, you guys are out of prison and aboard the ship. Alright. You son of a gun, you knew I was going to sucker punch the captain, so you stopped it there. He wasn't the captain. He was just he was just your transport. No, 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 no. No, the captain, as in my old captain, who was on oh. that ship. No, I didn't, but that's okay, because that is actually where we're going to leave it for the night.